Okay, I know. Live, live backup music. Did you hear my jam out session there, O'Brien? That was the, that was not my electric nine string guitar with Truly a whammy inspiring. bar. Whammy bar from uh, from Motley Crue in the. When, you remember Motley Crue? In the I 80s? remember Motley Crue. They, that was the hair band days with the uh, the whammy bars. They were all over the place. Anyway, hey, hi, welcome, uh, good people of God and uh, those who live in other countries uh, and atheists and agnostics, and if you do not live in Payne County, you're missing out on true life. Please come to us. Come on. Uh, you, uh, you've you've t- uh, tuned in uh, to another installment of the greatest priest podcast in Payne County, priest podcast Payne County, uh, here with uh, Father Brian O'Brien. Pastor, hey, everybody. Pastor, pastor. Of St. Francis Xavier on Country Club. Xavier. St. Francis Xavier. Xavier. I thought it was Xavier. No. Did we've, you had this, we've had this discussion before. Well, have we? I forgot. Remember when I said we don't call you, your church is not called St. John's. <laughs> well, you're all on the corner of Country Club and McElroy. McElroy. Whoa. Are you just correcting me all of a sudden? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you call it Sanger? All of a sudden. Sanger or Sangre? I want to call it Sangre so bad. <laughs> There's a road in Stillwater that's Sanger. S-A-N-G-R-E. Sang- Sanger. Sanger. Sangre. Well, I am uh, Father Kerry Wakulich, the pastor of St. John Catholic Student Center, uh, currently under construction and... Coming along nicely. Coming along nicely. If you haven't been to Stillwater during a football season, it's right next to the stadium. People show up to see it and they're like, this is bigger live than on your Instagram videos. It's like, thank you. It's thank very you. big. It's pretty sweet. Uh, so, Father, Father Brian O'Brien... I was at a wedding this past weekend. Oh, and there were lots and lots of fans of the podcast that I did not really? know. Really? Uh huh. Yeah. That any anybody you know out there that listens that you're like surprised they listen? I am ever... surprised when I go to Tulsa for something and and somebody mentions it where I'm like, really? Oh, really? Like the oh. snaps? Yeah. When they said, "Oh yeah, we all listen to your podcast," I was like, "I'm I'm sorry, what?" Yeah. You'll, you'll listen. To I this? think what's good about it, and not because I, I'm a, I am a, uh, I am a consumer of podcasts. You know, I'm getting ready in the morning, driving places. Uh, I think most podcasts are too long. Uh, I agree. I only listen to three podcasts, and so I think is what is appealing about our podcast, besides uh, your sparkling personality, brevity is the brevity. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know. Also, sharp wit. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, but yeah, no. I, I mean, it's it's yeah. It's funny when people are like, oh, "I love the, I love the, the uh, yeah, the episode on this." Or mm-hmm. uh, so yeah. It's very it's edifying, and yeah. I mean to know that we're, you know, it's working. Yeah. Because I think we've talked over the years of like, is this, is this worth it? I mean, you know, because there's a time. Yeah. Uh, Remember when we got we got in that argument one time and almost canceled it? I do. Yeah, that was fun. I do. Now we're airing our dirty laundry. <laughs> because we ha- we couldn't schedule. We were having a hard time oh, scheduling. That was, yeah, it got got ramped up. Now we're in the living room and it's <laughs> way better. <laughs> I got my feet propped up sometimes on the couch. Yeah. Okay, I got a topic that's near and dear to your heart. So near and dear to your heart that I took my G&H decoy hat and turned it backwards. Oh. Like in Over the Top where he flies like, oh, yes. the switch. I that's what that. I did. Sylvester I tur- Stallone. <laughs> 
You didn't think there could be a uh, dramatic and and a semi decent movie about arm wrestling and truck driving and together? Then, <laughs> and then Sylvester Stallone made Over the Top. Oh my god! Nineteen eighty seven. I guess. thought C J McKay and his best friend the Bear was the like the ex- the, the the capstone on trucking. And then there's been some good trucking convoy movies. that. Uh, but uh, over the, the top, over, over the top. Th- so he tur- when he turns his hat around, it like it's like gives him special power to rip people's arms off. Yeah, you see my hat on backwards. I do. Special moment. That means we're gonna we're gonna talk about. You're gonna something. rip my arm off. I am. I'm gonna rip your arm off. Do it and club you with it. And this is what I'm gonna rip your arm off and club you with. It is. <sighs> <laughs> this is so dramatic. It's a build up. Buttercup, don't break my heart. Or the people of Stillwater. Catholic, you know, Catholic schools. Oh, let's you know, talk about, I love Catholic schools. I know, I know. You, and I, I am a We Catholic, might start one. I'm, a, I'm an alum of two Catholic schools. Yeah. St. Pius X, Hail to Thee. You also God went to, uh, you've, you're an alum of four Catholic schools. Bishop Kelly. Yeah. Uh, Conception Abbey. College Seminary. And I went to St. Leo's University in Florida. Oh, five. And then St. John Vianney um, yeah. Seminary, Theological yeah. Seminary. Yeah, I, I what wa- do you want to know about Catholic okay, schools? I want to know uh, what, you, what you think of them, yeah. one, yeah. Um, why you think they're important yeah. for our culture, because you, you love Catholic schools. What, what, and you just said you're thinking about starting one. Why? Yeah, why I wanna, would actually, you? I would love to tell everyone about that whole process. Okay, go ahead. That, go ahead. How that's working. Yeah, so uh, so I guess a little a little history of uh, there has been there has been a Catholic school in Payne County before. Yes. Um. So there was uh, for a, for a long time St. Francis Xavier Catholic School over at the old church where you guys are currently uh-huh. going to mass. So there was a building across the street, and there was a convent, and there were sisters, and so in the year what we think is kind of either like seventy six or nineteen seventy seven. Uh, St. Francis Xavier Catholic School closed. Shut so the doors. Not uncommon. I mean, it happens in places where either the stories I've heard from people that are still around was like kind of enrollment dropped. The pastor didn't really want it. The sisters left. Oh, yeah. Um, they, teaching. They, they, teaching. Teaching sisters. They went back. They were sort of called back to their order in Wichita. And so when that closed, there was, you know, a lot of hurt feelings, a lot of hard feelings. Um uh, Oh, I get but it. anyway, but it, but but you know, but but it closed, and so since whatever the late seventies, there has not been uh, the presence of a Catholic school uh, here in Stillwater. So fast forward, uh, there's been over the years different conversations, different studies that have taken place. Oh, yeah. Should we have one? Should we not? So there was a group. I got some data um, from probably I have to look at it. It's probably maybe ten or twelve years ago. Okay where a, a committee got together, they studied kind of the demographics of it, and it, it didn't obviously didn't go anywhere. It didn't lead to a Catholic school, but a discussion was had. So then when, when I moved here, uh, I came in January of 2018, and to that point, I had spent, I really, I've spent my entire adult life in Catholic schools. Really? Um, so I went to public school my whole life, Okay. Uh, Deerwood Elementary, Go Deers. Creekwood Elementary, go Creeks, go Colts, <laughs> and uh, and Kingwood High School, go Mustangs. At Kings, uh, and and loved it, right? And had a great experience. It was one of the reasons when my family moved to uh, to Kingwood, Texas, a suburb of Houston, 
one of the reasons we moved there was was because of the strong uh, public school system that we could all then uh, take advantage of, which we did. So then, you know, I did my undergrad at Boston College, which is a Catholic school. I did a master's degree at University of Notre Dame, which is a Catholic school. And then I was sent to be a, to become a teacher in a Catholic school as part of this teaching program that I was in called the Alliance for Catholic Education at nice. Notre Dame. And I got sent to Bishop Kelly High School in Tulsa. Yes. I was originally sent for a two-year. It was a two-year commitment. I did my did my first year and loved it and kind of thought, I could could kind of stick around. Tulsa or it was Tulsa. Kelly? It was Tulsa. I love Tulsa. I love Bishop Kelly. I love the people. It's um, good and I was, you know, 24 and trying to, you know, you're trying to f- kind of find your way. What was I supposed to do with my life? And so stayed on at Bishop Kelly. So I ended up teaching at Bishop Kelly okay. for four years, then left teaching to go to the seminary. And then in 2007, when I was ordained, I was assigned, I was at Christ the King in Marquette School, and then was assigned three days a week at Bishop Kelly as a chaplain, kind of like you were a couple yep. years later. Yep, yep. And loved it, just loved being, being a priest in a Catholic school. Um, so did, you know, two years as the chaplain and then nine years as the president of the school. That led me all the way up to January of 2018 when I moved here. So coming to Stillwater was the first time in my adult life that I was not associated with a Catholic school. Whoa. And so that was a little bit of a, sh- a you know, kind of a culture shock, and, and it, took some, it took some getting used to. And I always kind of had in my mind, like, well maybe, well, maybe we'll start one. There were a lot of people when I moved here, not a lot of people, but some people who said that because I got moved, I'm the Catholic school guy, <clears throat> which, I mean, I'm not. I mean, I love it. <laughs> I love it, but it's not, it's not my whole being, you know. Um, but people who said, "When oh, he, he's coming to Stillwater b- to start a Catholic school. And I tell people, like, I have no such mandate. Bishop, when Bishop told me I was moving here, there was no, like, I need you to go there and I want a Catholic school in five years. You know, there was no such right. mandate. Okay. But, you know, the longer I've been here and talking to parents and knowing of my own background and po- really positive experience um, teaching and running a Catholic school... I, I really wonder if it's not time for the restarting uh, of the a Catholic, Catholic school here reboot here in, in Stillwater um, for the people of Payne County. And there's a lot of obstacles. you know if you ask if you ask priests, and I actually did, I, I sent a little uh, a little note to just probably about 20 priests that I know. I was not included in that uh, I just could, because you're not you're not a pastor of a Catholic school. Oh, that's why. You are a pastor, but not of a Catholic school. And I just said, uh, "Hey, we're we're talking about starting a school. Like, it basically was like, what what advice do you have? And then the other was, um, what, like, if you could start a school from scratch? Oh yeah, what would you, you know, what would it look like? And the responses have been really interesting. Several, I mean, a lot of guys who said, you know, it's been so good for our parish, and I love being part of a Catholic school. But then a lot of caution. Uh, one priest said, you know, Catholic, having a Catholic Having a Catholic school at our parish has been like the biggest source of heartache <laughs> because of the finances. Because yep. we're, we, you know, with our parish has this debt, and but it seems like all the money is going into the school, and so the debt just stays and grows, yeah. as opposed to oh. you know paying it down. That's frightening. Um, others who said you know it leads to kind of a lot of HR. You know, you just have more people. You have more a bigger staff and more. 
you know, building maintenance and, um, you know, several mentioned, uh, you know, parents, kind of today's parents uh, can be a little more uh, involved. <laughs> uh, sort of helicopter, I mean, people talk about helicopter Drone parents. parents. And, being, and people being more demanding, more consumeristic, you know. Yep. They, they love their Catholic school to the extent that the Catholic school does what they want. But when it comes, you know, okay, we don't like that anymore. Now we're leaving. So, like, yeah. loyalty is sort Allegiance of... Allegiance to it. So there's all kinds of reasons, you know, not to do it. But then, you know, I look at, well, what, what have, what's, what's the benefit of a really good Catholic school? And ultimately, it comes back to what we're trying to do in the parish, and that's to evangelize Payne County for Jesus Christ and His church. And could a Catholic school be another means by which we could do that? And so we're gonna we're gonna explore it. Um, we're actually we just uh, we just signed a deal. We're gonna um, do what, what's known as a feasibility study. Okay. Um, so we've hired uh, a gentleman named Dr. Kurt Nelson. I don't know that guy. He is uh, formerly lived in Oklahoma, OSU grad. He was the principal. I first met him. He was principal of uh, St. John Catholic School in Bartlesville. Um, and then kind of worked his way up, was eventually the superintendent of Catholic schools in the Archdiocese of St. Louis, which is a big job. That's a big, that's that's a big, a that's big, a big school. school system. And then now is a professor of education at Marion University in Indianapolis. And so he came recommended oh. to me from some other principals and priests. And, and this is what he does. He, he helps, uh, he does feasibility studies. He helps schools make good decisions either to open like we're talking about, or in some cases to close. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, the town has depressed or the finances just aren't there, and that's what he does. So he's going to be here uh, in September a little bit and in October a little bit, and then there's going to be a big online survey. So basically we're going to kind of get as many, you know, opinions from, from parents, from people who, you know, ca faithful Catholics who don't have kids, we want to survey, you know, kind of the non-Catholic population, some of the leadership in and around the parish and in and around the community. Get a pulse. Uh, get a pulse. Put the ear to the ground, figure out what's yep. going on. Yep. And then ultimately what comes out of this feasibility study is a, a report uh, uh, with, with, with specific recommendations. Can, can we do it or not? Is it feasible? You know, can we, can we get the teachers that are needed? Uh, what are people really looking for in a Catholic school? Right. Uh, what would, you know, tuition, what would that be? Oh, you ask them those sorts of questions. Those like kinds of questions. How much can you afford? Uh, yeah, there's something like that, kind of your, you know, your sort of your price point. What would you be willing? Oh, that's it, the price point. You yeah. know, do you want a Catholic school? Yes. What if it costs $20,000 a year per kid? No. You know, your, your answer changes. What if it were free? Yes. What if it were $20,000 a year? No. What if it were... Ten, still no. Okay, what if it were five? Okay, maybe you know. Yes. Yeah. So oh, you, cool. So you kind of work all that through. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do it, and it'll, I think it'll be the first time we've really had real uh, sort of demographic information of the area, and then can we do it? I don't want it to be. It can't be my my thing because I'm gonna leave at some point. Uh, parents have to be in on it. Parents have past, to be in, but parish. also, but also the parish. Even people with without kids or people whose kids are all grown, they need to to be in support of it because yeah. it's going to. If we open a school, it is going to 
overnight become the largest budget line item whoa, in the parish. And are we, you know, are we ready? Are we ready for that? Do we want that? And maybe we don't. And if we don't, then at least we'll know, and then we move on to other things. But if it is, then, then we got to start talking about a building. We got to start talking about uh, hiring yep. a principal, you know, an awesome Catholic principal. Setting a vision, and like they did, a, like they did, I think, at Holy Family, they yeah. you know they closed down their school and went a different route, right? And it's been, it's been very successful. Yeah. Yep, yep. Well they've received. like doubled, doubled enrollment, and it's it's brought a lot of parishioners to the parish, and it's also gotten a lot of the parishioners involved. In yeah, the, that's in the been life a win. School. That's been a win. I was over there a couple of weeks ago for a wedding. Uh, what was that? Sarah, Sarah's, and Michael's wedding at Holy Family, and they were having a clean out the church day, uh, uh, clean out the school day, and was painting it and doing a bunch of stuff, and kids were upstairs with their parents putting together desks oh, and wow. getting stuff ready for the new high school that's opening at Holy Family. Cathedral. Good stewardship. Yeah. Everybody contributing. It was really beautiful. Okay, so you, uh, what, uh, you, you, you sounded like you have maybe uh, objections, or, or are you skept- you're skeptical I okay, speak your uh, mind, Father. Okay, I will. Yeah, you never have to uh, tell me to speak my mind. Cause Sometimes I, I do. I, 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 my mind. Because I think on this, I mean, I have experiences with parishioners who know that like Catholic schools are near and dear to my heart, and so they won't say hmm. what they want to say because they think they'll hurt my feelings. And I'm like, I'm asking you, like, tell me, like, what do you think? And they say, I don't think it's a good idea. And I say, okay, that's gr- you know why? That's why is great. it not a good? That's idea? great. You're not. You're not. I, uh, so a number number uh, of reasons why um, I am um, well. When I came here to Stillwater in 2016, the school system. I was always told by people when I asked. I had those listening dinners in the parish hall at Old St. John, and I would I asked the question like, "Tell me about tell me about the local schools around here." Cause I don't know nothing, and they said our schools are really. Ev-, that was the thread that went through there. Our schools are really excellent. Great curriculum. Uh, the faculty and staff there. There's great sports programs. We um, feel like we can um, we we can live out our faith in college, or sorry, in high school. Yeah. And I think that is switched in the last uh, probably six years with because the, of you. The train. I think it's not me, but the oh. transgender moment that is going on. Oh, right that's now. definitely been a thing. And sure. the education systems and the and the curricular coming in and the books coming in. Uh, and the and what's being fed to to young people, and we've seen it at school boards around the country. People are like, "Hey, I don't try." You know, the 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 doubt of a good school board, um, teachers in the schools is under under scrutiny right now. So I I think that is, in the city of Stillwater, that's that things have happened here in the city of Stillwater that have moved people away from. Um, the public schools to more of the Looking church or for different school. alternatives because like yeah. we have one here in town there's there's one up by Sunny D no that's not right Sunny Brook Sunny Brook thank you yeah Stillwater Christian School Stillwater Christian so we have four we have four Catholic families that are that are there yeah so there's people that are sending their kids to these schools okay so um, one I think there's an advancement where I was originally reluctant so there's a win in your category W O'Brien um, the the downside, uh, I think one of the downsides is, is it actually has to be Catholic. We can't do this nanny crap of like, oh, yeah, we're going to be like teaching some of the sacraments. I, I, I like watch engineering students spend all night learning how to build bridges. 
And I asked them, why are you learning all this math to learn how to build this bridge? And they said, well, if, if, I, if, I, if I build a bridge wrong, people die. And I would say, if you teach the Catholic faith wrong, you don't just die a physical death, you die a spiritual death. What's and the difference between a, a, a true Catholic school and, and Hoot Nanny? Um, I think the hoot to be nanny, specific. I think the hoot nanny is that people really don't want to be saints. They just punch in a ticket and getting some money and making some, and they feel like they can teach whatever the heck they want. And it's like, no, if you teach the wrong things, this this is the the purpose of the Catholic school is to pe- lead people to encounter Jesus Christ and and enter His kingdom. And if you're teaching the contrary to that, then don't come in here. Either the contrary or what you see in a lot of Catholic schools is it's a it's a public school like with a with an hour of religion. Yeah. Thrown it should, in. It should be all woven together. Yeah. Like I, I I don't want you to like okay uh, so today in calculus we're gonna um actually like you know do the math for the feeding of the five thousand. I, I I don't want you to like like bring. Like, it's all got to be Bible land stuff. Right. I want you to teach real Catholic science. I want you to teach real Catholic literature. I want people to learn the classics, learn the beauty of our, of our Catholic faith, not start with speculative everything. And I think that's a, sometimes the starting point of faculty in a school is they bring in stuff, um, textbooks. Like, there was a textbook at Bishop Kelly, and we, I was sitting in one of the history classes, and I was like, well, this is wrong. Yeah, like, stuff on like the Protestant Reformation. Yeah, like there was this Dominican preacher. And if you read the history on that Dominican preacher, I mean, the guy is a piece of work. But also there were kings and like little fiefdoms that were all supplying cash. And, you know, so. Yeah, no, you can see that in like, yeah, more secular history books, science books. Yeah. That teach, yeah, something contrary to. Yeah, it, it's always faith. it's always like the um, uh, the winner gets to write the the history. Yeah, and I love it that the Bible is the losers wrote the history. You yeah, know, like like the twelve yeah. apostles write about how they doubted Jesus's resurrection. Even the women, even the women went to a tomb on um, that morning on resurrection morning to anoint a body. That's proof that they didn't believe in the resurrection. Yeah. So, uh, so one is so you got to win. Because I think the culture has changed. Um, there's a, a loss in that. Um, why don't we just have parents teach the kids the faith, the truths of the faith? Because parents are the first teachers of the faith. They are. And parents the should primary be. Primary educators. That, that should be pushed on them. Like, hey, you need to be teaching the faith to your kids. If you're going to teach them how to write and you're going to teach them how to use the bathrooms inside, then teach them the beauty of the faith. Yeah. And don't teach them to like reject it as soon as they step foot on a college campus. Because that's what happens. Like kids are like, I did it just for a grade. That's another downside. Yeah. The religion just becomes a grade. Um, another loss I think is like, is you as you're forming young people, the the um, the public schools become a real like battleground because you're bringing a gospel in and your teacher has a different gospel. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Do you actually take Jesus seriously? Like when we yeah. take him seriously, it's like, well, there's there's martyrdom, there's betrayal, there's loss of grades. There's shun, yeah, blessed shun. are you who are persecuted for yeah. the sake of righteousness. Uh, so I, I would look at some of those and uh, and just see like you know, and then third one is, can you? And I, this is not demeaning to anybody in the city of Stillwater. Can you get the faculty you want? 
Yeah, no, that's that's definitely a big factor because I mean, if you talk, if you look at really great Catholic schools, there is uh, there's there, you have to have really strong leadership um, that's principled, that's 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 well formed, and I think that's where you know when I was Bishop Kelly, we always had okay, we got a man, we got this math spot to fill. Like, who who's out there? You know, or it's two right. weeks before school starts, or a month before school starts. How do we, how are we going to find somebody? And 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 you you end up having to make some compromises, um, to f- kind of fill to fill the spot. Right. And so the smaller your school is, the you know the guess the better off you can be. But one of the things you know, there's a there's a great little book, um, uh, called the Five Marks of a Catholic School. Um, okay. And I just want to I just want to go through them because they're they're really interesting of kind of what what makes a school Catholic. So uh-huh. the first one is that inspired by a supernatural vision, right? Where are we going, right? The it's, kingdom of God, all about, baby. It's all about heaven. The second one is that it's founded on a Christian anthropology. Ooh, how so, how human? So what? you look at the yeah, who what is what is who is man? What is a man and a woman, and they're created in God's image and after yep. His own likeness. Yep. So you, that's a that's a that's a foundation animated by communion and community. Um, and I think this is one of the. This is what a lot of people experience of a Catholic school. You know, it's, yeah, there's a little community, and we're all together, and we're, you know. But is that true among, you know, among the faculty? Is that true among the families? Um, and is it is it not just, you know, quite frankly, kind of a school like for like rich white kids, you know, right. which I think yeah. a lot of times schools schools can become. You know, so is there that cooperation? between students and teachers, between teachers and parents, between the priest and the teachers, between the priest and the parents, the bishop and the priest, you know, all of those things that make for community. Is it communion um, about the Eucharist or is it just about... Um, yes, and so yeah, kind of a, of a common belief as well, um, you know, found in the Eucharist. The fourth is that it's imbued with a Catholic worldview throughout its curriculum. So that's to your point, you know, yeah. you're reading some whacked out history book I mean, the, the, like, we did have terrible people during the, the Reformation. The Reformation wouldn't have started, I don't think, if if I don't think Luther hadn't been crazy and a bunch of dum-dums hadn't been parading through Europe preaching heresy. And then the last one is that it's, and this is, I think, the, what to your point about faculty, it's sustained by gospel witness. Yep. Yeah, yeah exactly. Ah. That you have to have people, I mean, we do this on, you know, on our staff and in, kind of in and around, in and around the church. Um you have, you have to be able to hire committed Catholics um, and who, who give a what, what, the, what the book calls uh, the, a transparent witness of life that is just evident from, from their very existence that Jesus Christ is the center of their life and, and everything gets built around that. Whether they're teaching PE or math or, or science or they work at the front desk or they're the school nurse, or um, you know who, and you, that's hard. You know who that's I, hard. I've I've seen over the probably twenty years I've been back here is Miss Sproul at Holy Family yeah. Cathedral. Yeah, Trish, Trish Sproul, Sproul, Sproul. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 admi- I admire her greatly. Yeah, she's just a saintly, holy woman. Yeah, and she's been the gym teacher and whatever at Holy Family Cathedral. Yeah, through all the ups and downs and. Pastors, 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 yeah. life changes, her kids. Yeah. Yeah. I had her daughter at TU. Yeah. And it yeah, was, I love that. I mean, that's, yeah. Where, but, but so you're, you're, you know, we're going to, if we start a school here, how do we, uh, you know, how do you find 12 of her? 
or him or hers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you have to pull them in from schools all over the place. Right. And so is that is that possible? So that's what we're going to that's what September, October, November we're going to really be looking at here. And then we'll know. And then really, I mean, and I'm I'm really open either way. Would I love a Catholic school here? Yeah. I really would. Yeah. But if we if 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 we can't do it, if the resources aren't there, if the parish isn't behind, and it doesn't have to be by the way, it doesn't it does not have to be 100% of the parish. Um, I mean, there's already, you know, objections. Um, or, I mean, you know, people ask me, young families ask me after Mass, hey, Father, when are we going to start a Catholic school here? Yeah. I was like, that ain't my job, girl. Yeah, send them, send them my way. And that's where a lot, I have a lot of those discussions with, with younger families who are saying, yeah, I would love, I'd love to have one. But then, you know, for them, what, 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 what kind of school do they want? Financially, you know, what what are the ramifications of that, both for the parish, but then also on an individual family? If it is ten thousand dollars a year, uh, how many people can do that? Yeah. Um, if it's five thousand, you know, probably a few more. Plaza so, Center on the Strip. <laughs> I love it. So anyway, we're just be on the lookout, uh, people of Payne County. There'll be a survey coming your what? way, yeah, yeah, and uh, and you'll you'll get a chance to uh, to give your your input. But anyway, more to come. Um, if you want to know more about it, you can just Google uh, the five marks of a Catholic school. Ooh, yeah. Five marks, and you'll go. It'll go into detail of kind of ask all me that my stuff. opinion. I'll tell you. Um, but yeah, so just pray. Let's pray and just ask the Holy Spirit to guide us and give us wisdom, so we can make a make a good call either way, and and then keep keep right on going. So Amen, that's it. Brother. That's all we got today. Uh, we'll be seeing you down the road. We thank you for listening. God bless. Peace.